What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. I have Adam Whitney on the podcast today. We were doing um, the virtual accelerator. We have put on some amazing presentations. And what I want to do is I want to show you all the speakers from Flip Hacking Live. I want to show you what they're going to be talking about, give you a little taste of it. Flip Hacking Live is coming up. Do not wait. If you have your tickets, get excited. It's going to be an amazing event. If you don't have your tickets yet, what are you waiting for? Go to flipbackinglive.com, grab your tickets. I don't know how many more of these speakers I need to put on for you to get your tickets, but we're at like speaker number four or five right now. So there's 20 more. Don't wait. The prices go up every week. Go get your ticket right now. Set aside the time. Tell your family. Tell your spouse. Bring your spouse. Bring your kids. Tell them you're not going to be there. Whatever it takes. Like figure it out. You do not want to say, I had this shot, I didn't take it, here's why, somebody else is holding me back, some other reason is holding me back, Some the, my W-2 job wouldn't let me take time off, I, I can't take time away from my real estate business, all these are just excuses. You need to get out of the business, to have the breakthroughs that you need, to shift into and understand what the next level and next step is. Work on your business while you're there and get all the tools, strategies, tactics, and belief shifts that you need to go back home and have a transformational year. What you do right now, the decision you make right now will affect you three months, six months, one year down the road. Don't make the wrong decision now. You have to attend this event. Go to fliphackinglive.com, grab your ticket October 13th, 14th, and 15th in Orlando, Florida. It is like no event that you've ever attended. If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you have to go. It will change everything for you, I promise. Seven years ago, I went to this event. It changed my entire life. Changed my business, changed my life, changed everything. Changed the way I think, changed the way I talk, changed the way I show up for my family, my friends, my kids, everything. And I want you to have that experience. I want you to have that life-changing experience. So Adam Whitney today is going to be talking about virtual wholesaling. Virtual wholesaling. You can do this anywhere in the country. It's amazing. He shows you exactly how to do it. He breaks the entire thing down. And at Flip Hacking Live, I've tasked Adam to talk about marketing, talk about the different marketing channels and grab actual real data and give a presentation on what's not working and what's not working in the industry. It's going to be an amazing presentation. You'll see from this, he's sharing everything. He holds nothing back. And that's just like every speaker at Flip Hacking Live. I don't let him hold anything back. So without further ado, here's my man, Adam Whitney, talking about virtual wholesaling. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. I'm going to talk today about virtual wholesaling. One of the biggest things that I hear people often say is my market is too competitive. There are, it's super saturated. The price point's too high. I just can't get over that mental hurdle. And I'm really just here to tell you that that is a mental limitation and a mental block. I've done over uh, 90 real estate transactions in uh, about a year and a half. And I've never seen a single property that I've purchased or wholesaled to date. Um, so we're going to talk about how we can get over that. Let me see if I can click this slide. I'm going to press the button that I was told. Oh, look at that. It works. Outstanding. Hey, so the, the kicker here is I do this while I'm also a full-time active duty Marine. And uh, last year at this time, uh, October 2020, I joined the, I went to Flip Hacking Live. I joined the seven figure group and it's been really amazing. And since then I've done over 80 
wholesale or uh, light flip transactions or, or rentals. I've, I've done a lot of real estate transactions since then. I added this number to the bottom because I actually counted it since last June and it's been uh, right at 70 deals. So uh, that's why this is, that's why you should, um, you know, pay attention. I'm going to tell you exactly how you can go from zero to a hundred thousand dollars in any market that makes sense. Okay. So a lot of people ask, I don't understand wholesaling. I don't understand all the intricacies of it. And it seems very complicated. How is it that you can go sign up a seller with a deal and then disposition it as Mike explained? Well, it's pretty simple. The whole process overall, the benefit of virtual wholesaling is you can do it in any market. So if you've ever said or heard somebody say my market are is too competitive or I live in California or New York and the price points are just too crazy. Well, that's where virtual wholesaling comes in. So you can look at supply and demand macroeconomic factors in any market and choose the one you want. And supply is just the number of properties available that meet your criteria. So properties with equity, maybe they're absentee owned, and then looking at the demand side, as Mike just explained, pulling the cash buyers list, seeing how many cash buyers are purchasing in that specific area. And now you have a market that you can conduct virtual wholesaling in when you decide this one has a lot of supply, a lot of demand, that's where I wanna be. Okay, so in wholesaling, virtual wholesaling, in-person wholesaling, we're looking for the five to 10, 10% of motivated sellers. Those are people who don't necessarily wanna go to market. They could be a hoarder house. They're embarrassed to bring people through it. Uh, they maybe just don't wanna work with a real estate agent, tons of reasons why. And we're gonna start marketing to them. We're gonna send a mail, we're gonna do cold calling. We're gonna do online ads, lots of different options there. And then we're gonna get people who contact us or we contact them and they say, we're interested in what you have going on, tell us more. Then you're gonna take these people through a journey, a conversation where you're trying to find out if you're the right fit for them and it's gonna work out. And when it does, you're gonna sign an agreement to an assignable agreement to purchase that property. An assignable agreement just means that I'll put you under contract to purchase your house. I might buy it or I might sell the contract to somebody else. So you're selling the equitable interest in your contract. And with that, you're going to add your wholesale fee. Mike said minimum is $15,000. I agree. That's the minimum we shoot for. And we often see 40, 50, and sometimes even $60,000 wholesale fees. Um, so you sell your contract for the fee that you put on top of it, as Mike said, minimum of $15,000 to a buyer who wants to flip it and you make sure there's enough room for the buyer for it to make sense for them. Okay. Next slide, please, Andre. So why virtual? Why does virtual make sense? Well, number one, the markets are competitive when you look around the country and a lot of people just breaking in can't go out and spend the $30,000 a month. Like Mike said, when they're humming, they're spending $30,000 a month. It's really challenging to compete with that. So you're able to go pick a market, maybe a secondary or tertiary market where there's less competition. Uh, 
Another benefit of virtual wholesaling is you're primarily over the phone, which means you have an opportunity to hire some of the best people across the country and you're not limited just to maybe your small market. Uh, the other part is, and we often we often have this conversation, what's better getting a contract over a phone, and we'll talk about the mental challenges with that later, or going in person. Typically, um, if you're gonna go in person, you've gotta drive, gas prices are really high, you may only be able to go to three, maybe four appointments in one day, whereas on the phones, you know, 20, 30 minute conversations, and you can do 12, 13, 14, 15 of those a day. So there's a volume there, a numbers game. And then the last point, especially given today's environment, is you can make very quick market pivots. So if you were in San Diego, as an example, and you're seeing a significant decline there, and your demand, your buyer side starts to dry up, you can easily pivot your business model to another market. Okay. So let's go to the next slide, Andre, and we're gonna talk a little more about specifics and what does it take to do it virtually? So what I really wanna do is break through the glass ceiling and help people understand how simple it actually is. The most important thing for virtual wholesaling is good relationships. The best kind of folks to target that you wanna be partners with that you want to do business with that are going to help you are people on the ground with local knowledge. Of course, it can't just be a one-way street, so there has to be a value proposition. A great community to look at are real estate agents because one, a lot of them do want to learn investing, and two, you have a good amount of information and knowledge about real estate in general, they'll learn as much from you as you'll learn from them about the local market. <clears throat> and now you have to go out and find them. So how do we do that? Well, what I initially did was I went into all the local Facebook groups and I said, I'm looking for a real estate agent. If you just say that you will get all of the real estate agents and people tagging all of them, but you probably should be more specific that wants to help me by taking pictures for $75, about 50 pictures with your iPhone for $75 a trip and help me in that market or potentially doing a showing or uh, potentially helping with comps. The key here is there is a value proposition. So if you think about a young agent, there's a lot of real estate agents out there and they get into the community and they realize it's really challenging to drive leads. And maybe this person can help me with retail leads. I can make a little extra money and you just have to trade value with them. So you post in there that this is what you're looking for. And then you go into what I call the interviewing process. Not all agents are the same, number one. And number two, not all agents are necessarily excited or hungry to help. I personally, was looking for newer agents who were really driven because I knew they hadn't made so much money yet that they didn't have time for me. And I knew I could trade value, showing them what I know about real estate, introducing them to the investor world, potentially sharing retail leads with them to help do their lead generation while they could help me by going to look at property. So remember, I said, 
you find somebody who's a good fit, you sign a contract with them, but we haven't even seen the property. How do we know? What happens is when we have the conversation with the seller, we ask them all about the property, all about their situation, and we get really deep into what's going on with both of those two things. At the end of that conversation, if we're a good fit, and during this, you are kind of tallying up how much you think that property has in repairs. You're gonna recap that back to the seller, make sure you guys are on the same page. And at the end of the conversation, you're simply gonna say, Mr. or Mrs. Seller, as long as everything is in this, and that you described to me about this property is in that condition, everything's gonna be good. Of course, you wouldn't buy a car that you haven't, dri you haven't driven or you haven't seen. So we are going to have to send one of our partners down to take a look at the property after we sign this agreement. So we sign the agreement. And what you need to know is that in most agreements, even though you're not getting an inspection, you're buying it as is, you still get a due diligence period to go look at it. So that is your out if for some reason, and I'll give you an example. Three weeks ago, we got a property under contract and there were tenants in it. So we're trying to get the tenant situation figured out and get people in to take a look at the property and we couldn't do it. When we finally got somebody in there, the last week, somebody drove a car through the front of the house. Now, at this point, the deal doesn't make sense because the rehab is significantly more. So what did we do? We went back to the seller and we said, hey, you didn't tell us that somebody drove a, prop, a car through your property, so we can't pay you this amount of money. So we can either, you can either fix it and keep your tenant or we have to adjust the price if you want to move forward. And this particular seller wanted to adjust the price. So we got eyes on the property. We confirmed or denied what the seller had to told us and we're able to move forward with that property. Another thing that's really important in that conversation is to make sure you're setting expectations that you will have to have one. You'll, you'll have to send people to the property at least two times, your partners, other people who may be interested in purchasing the property, partnering on it, those kind of things. So you just tell them that they usually don't, I mean, it's, it's none the, it's none the difference to them because they just want the amount of money that you agreed upon with them. So setting expectations is really important. So that way, when your boots on the ground goes and takes pictures, everything is fine. I would also say uh, one other point to this is ensure that your whoever your boots on the ground is um, understands what's going on. You don't want to you want to make sure that they have a clear understanding. Hey, we're we're looking at this property. We may buy it. We may wholesale it. We may flip it. We're asking you to go take pictures so that they don't go and have a conversation with the seller and sour the deal. So they have to understand what you're doing. And then the last piece to boots on the ground, when you're building this list and this relationship is you want to have depth. So my favorite person in the world are the agents that I'm partnered with in my markets. But as because you screened really well and you got them before they became super successful and they were really hungry over time, they're going to become super successful agents and maybe not necessarily see the value proposition and working with you. Okay. So make sure you have a couple on your list and that's, that's really uh, important. So you don't get caught without having somebody who can help you 
on the ground. The other thing I would say is look for as your agent grows, they're going to grow their uh, they're going to grow their list of people they know. So it's going to help you. As an example, you may need to do a little bit of work on a property and decide you want to list it on the MLS. Make sure there's always a value trade with your agent so that they want to continue to work with you. Let's say you try to do a really light rehab and your agent's going to run point on the entire thing. They're going to help you with people who can do it. They're going to help you by taking pictures and confirming the work. They're going to put lock boxes on the property for you and you should compensate them for that. So we typically will pay an agent a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars if they run point on some type of light rehab for us. They're basically doing uh, a low level of project management, typically not taking on big projects as a wholesaler, but sometimes it is necessary to take on light projects. Okay, so that's a lot of that is the front end side. The back end side is equally as important. So we get a contract, your, your boots on the ground, they go, they take pictures, they validate everything, we got good comps. And now we've got to market this thing out to cash buyers. Some cash buyers show interest and they need to go see the property. So you need to set up one or two showings. And ideally you have your agent there to manage the showings. Cause what you don't want to happen is a bunch of buyers to show up and the seller be there. And they're like, Hey, I'm buying this thing for a hundred thousand dollars, but your agreement with the seller is 50,000. So you have to both prep your boots on the ground and your buyers make it very clear. The only person that anybody's talking financials with is you, your agent knows that. So your agent can run interference with the seller or, um, you know, help the buyers get in and get out of there as quickly as possible. So there's no disruption in your deal. And those are really some of the biggest, um, biggest items. It's, it's managing expectations on the front end, setting conditions, going to see the property, confirming those things, and then managing expectations on the back end. And it's really that simple. A lot of people um, have that glass ceiling, but it is not more complicated than that. All right, Andre, hit me with the next slide. Okay, so this the, the front end of this presentation is how to go from zero to $100,000 is actually what I was able to do in about six months um, when, I when I first started. So on average, over the phone, you're closing 10 to 15% of, of appointments. When I say appointments, I'm talking about somebody set an appointment for a sales rep, for an acquisitions rep, because there was potential motivation there and they were thought to be a good fit. So you'll close 10 to 15% of those. That means about 10 to 11, 12 appointments gets you one to two contracts. I think we don't, we do some in person, but not a lot, about one to one out of every four, two out of every four, um, or two out of every five is roughly where in person's at for us. Now, how do you get to a hundred thousand? Well, Ryan Smith's going to talk about marketing on the second part of this. So you'll get a lot more on that. But once you get those people in, if you can put 10 offers out, 12 offers out, you're going to get one to two contracts especially if you're running your numbers well and you're having good conversations. If you're getting one to two contracts on 10 to 12 offers, then that's, and you're grossing $10,000 on each one, it will not take you very long to get to 10 deals. 
One thing to note that I think surprises people is about 25% of wholesale deals across the industry aren't going to close for a reason. Remember, we are typically talking to folks who have a lot of stuff going on in their life. There may be significant title issues or taxes that come up or stuff that comes up on title, which could completely sour your deal. So when you're doing your planning for this, you plan for 25% of your contracts to not close. So I need to get 12 contracts to make 10 closed contracts to make $100,000. That's the simple math for a Marine, somebody who went to a directional school and got a history degree. If I can do it, I'm certain that you can too. Okay, Andre, let's go to the next slide. All right, so since I joined in October of 2020, reluctantly, the seven-figure flipping group, I, I had a lot of mental blocks to that. What I found were the lessons I learned were, are number one, find a group of mentors. A lot of people say, well, how do I find a mentor? I just go ask somebody and then they'll mentor me. Well, that's probably not gonna happen. Um, a lot of other people say, well, there's gotta be some type of value exchange, go work for somebody that could work too. Um, I personally joined a group that was a paid group. That was easy. I didn't have to, to trick Mike Simmons into hanging out with me. I just paid to play. Um, don't let perfect get in the way of good enough. When we jump into something like this, we want it all to work right away. And what I found and what my mentors told me were just do the work, you'll gain traction, work from bottleneck to bottleneck and continue to solve problems. The larger the problems you solve, the more money you're gonna make. And the last part of it is do the work. You, you have to do the work. It, none of this works if you don't work. So do the work, take the action, take what you get out of this accelerator, refine it and execute on it. And it's not rocket science, you can win too. Okay, Andre, one more, I believe. All right, simple next steps. If you haven't picked a market yet, or you don't like your market, or you have some reason why you're not gonna do it in your market, well, go pick a market. Pick a market, do the analysis. I know Bill has done like exact to the T how-to videos on how to analyze a market on his YouTube channel, Seven Figure Flipping YouTube channel literally all the information you need go in there look at his stuff on marketing start executing your marketing and then just start talking to people start talking to people and make offers you can't get a deal without making offers so start making offers that make sense with margin and that's it it's not more complicated than that anybody who tries to tell you it's more complicated than that is you know not giving you the full picture it's really not that complicated just make offers and take action all right, next slide. I think that's the last one, Andre. That's the last one. So I'm here. If anybody ever needs me that's on here, you can find me on all the social media channels. I'm happy to help. 
It's what I do best. I enjoy helping people. All right, at this point, I want you to put your phone down, put your computer down, unless you need it to go to fliphackinglive.com and grab a ticket and go there right now. Like after that presentation, there should be no doubt that this is an event that you can't miss. This is the kind of presentations, these are the kind of people that we put on stage. We've gone through four or five speakers at this point. I've got 20 more to go. I don't even have time to get to them all on the podcast. And I've even got some surprises that I'm not sharing with you. I've got some speakers that I don't want you to know about that are going to be secret until they step on stage because I want you guys to have an experience there. I want you to have a little surprise. I even have one speaker. Everybody that buys a ticket to Flip Hacking Live gets the 500K challenge. I'm redoing the entire 500K challenge and whoever raises the most money during that 30 days starting on September 12th, they are going to be able to speak on stage at the event and tell everybody exactly how they did it. So really exciting stuff. Um, go to fliphackinglive.com, grab your ticket. I will see you guys there. I cannot wait. Do not delay. Look, just t- turn the podcast app off. Go on your phone. Open up a browser. Type in fliphackinglive.com and get your ticket. And buy a ticket for like two or three friends and invite them because you will be their best friend for life. You'll change your life. You'll change your business. You'll change everything. So go to fliphackinglive.com. Grab your ticket. Put your credit card information in there and get excited. Take a picture. Take a screenshot. Post it on social media. Tell more people about it. I want to grow this event. We need to grow this event. It is my mission to grow this event because it is life-changing for you and everybody there. And the better people that we get there, the more um, the more we can grow our community, the more we can grow our support, the more we can grow our network. It's huge. I'll see you guys there. Fliphackinglive.com. Grab your ticket. Don't wait.